0: A good omen, Spotfig, written by No 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 and read by Chubb. Summary Two encounters between Crowley and Jazeera on Halloween, one long ago and the other even further back. This is on Potterween 2020 entry for the trick Ritual. Part 1 2000 years ago or so in Scotland. It was an appropriately cold, dark and stormy night for Samhain, although a feel really could have done without all the rain and the mud. He was absolutely covered in it, as effectively as if he'd just let down and rolled in it, and he just knew he'd still be able to feel it all over him, even if he were to miracle it away. A bit miserable, this, a voice announced brightly in his ear, right as Aziraphale was attempting to negotiate the crowd of chilly, concerned cats clustered around the huge, sacred bonfire in the hope of getting a peek at the druid and whatever problem was holding up the ceremony. Many of them standing far too close to it, in Aziraphale's opinion, given how the wind was whipping up the flames. There were a lot of worried voices around him, muttering about spirits and the state of this year's crops, people making dire predictions about the prophecies they were anxiously awaiting. Ah, he stiffened under his mud robes. I should have known it was you. It's always me. Crowley grinned crookedly at him when Aziraphale turned to give him a look, but for once the expression looked ill on his face. He was paler than ever, red hair plastered to his forehead, just as splattered with mud as Aziraphale, the ratty old fur he had tossed over his head doing little to keep off the rain. With his yellow eyes bright despite this, he gave Aziraphale a quirk of an eyebrow, but, you know, tell me what exactly you're referring to this time. You're absolutely soaked, felt tuttled instead. It wasn't as if he was concerned for the demon, or oh, so he would claim to anyone above who might ask. Crawley just looked downright pitiful, that was all. Yes, well... Waving a hand, Crowley sought to shrug this off. The fact that he was shivering rather spoiled the effect. The animals this lot were expecting to sacrifice seemed to have escaped, stampeded across a surprisingly shallow river and ran away. I might have slipped, or been knocked over by one of them, maybe, Just a coincidence, I was there, of course. They escaped. Putting a hand on Crowley's elbow without quite thinking about it, Aziraphale steered him back a bit from the crowd. The people were getting increasingly antsy, despite the druid's voice ringing out in the effort to control the situation. Huddling a little into his cloak, Aziraphale peered at the demon. All of them? Oh yes, all of them. Crowley wiped his nose on his sleeve, grinning faintly at the expression on Phil's face. It's going to cause a right panic in a few minutes, when they fail to catch any of them. A terrible omen, you see. Props will fail, and all that, and all those ghosts will probably rampage everywhere. Aziraphale had been contemplating the merits of arranging a similar accident himself earlier, if truth were told, when he'd walked past the bleeding animals in order to get to the bonfire. Don't. Crowley cut off any gratitude Aziraphale might have gone on to express. Chafing his hands, he then sniffed pathetically. Oh, come here, will you? Huffing, Aziraphale untucked an arm from the depths of his cloak, pulled his dry sleeve down over his hand, and used a fabric to mop the worst of the wet of Crowley's face. He might also have miracled the rain into falling elsewhere for a bit, given none of the humans were paying them any attention. Now the crowd had figured out the reason for the delay. I'm sure all these good people will feel consoled when they realize how blessed they are that the sacred fire is still burning despite all this rain what a lovely symbol of a winter that will come without undue hardship as if on cue the rain started plummeting down all the harder human voices that had been raised in anger crying first in dismay and then realization. The druid was prompt to take advantage of the situation. A slippery bugger, that one, Rowley noted approvingly. Having held notably still while Aziraphale dried him off, he now batted a hand at the angel, as if in delayed reaction or an unconscious attempt to save face. Reminds me of someone I know. Smiling as he slipped out of the cloak, Aziraphale threw it over the both of them, before Crowley could either complain or escape. It was far easier to miracle the underside of the fur, so it remained warm and dry over their heads and let the rain fall as it wanted. Crowley still spluttered anyway at the ambush. He also crowded in closer to Aziraphale under the cloak. But neither of them acknowledged this. Wouldn't it be useful if these things came already waterproofed? He mused a bit wistfully. Hmm, what's that? Aziraphale's attention had been snagged by the sense of relief and hope now spilling out from the crowd as they prepared to each take a branch of the sacred fire to relight their hearths and protect their homes from the coming winter. Thinking of the escaped livestock lost out there in the cold and the dark, he considered the fact that the animals might just find some sort of abandoned edifice to shelter in for the night. Nothing. Crowley brushed his hands over his clothes, the sodden material abruptly finding itself clean and dry. He was, evidently, feeling better. The awful pallor of his skin faded to something more natural, in so far as either of their appearances could be called that. That done, he ducked out from under Azirophel's arm. You can bundle yourself up again now, Angel. That was a thank you, wasn't it? Knowing better than to point this out, Azirophel just smiled at him. It seemed they weren't going to mess about fighting this year. Oddly pleased by this realization, he just nodded at the demon. I'll be seeing you? Aziraphale couldn't quite pinpoint when he'd come to ask such a question with something dreadfully like hope. "Mm, maybe. Crowley was walking backwards remaining looking at a 0 fair even as he began heading away for some reason the way he said it made it sound at least to a 0 fair very much like a yes part two in early twentieth century america you are certain this trick-or-treating will lure people into sinning Beelzebub looked doubtfully at the small pile of confectionery Crowley had brought down to hell as an example. After years of all sorts of destruction on October the 31st, it hadn't taken Crowley more than a nudge to tempt one newspaper into urging its frustrated readers to load guns with rock, sword and birdshot and get any one mischief bent, arguing when questioned by hell that the idea of humans peppering each other over a night of mayhem did far more for the cause than anyone actually being fatally shot a 0 horror when a prankster did end up dying as a result of a trick gone wrong in arizona certainly hadn't influenced crowley's decision to tempt people towards basically over-indulging in candy instead of course Hell had praised him for that one, unaware that the pedestrian had tumbled to the sidewalk and produced a revolver without any infernal prompting, just as they'd been delighted the same year by newspaper reports of a woman literally scared to death. Crowley had hidden his discomfort behind a cool smile and his sunglasses, when recommended for a promotion for that just as effortlessly as he concealed his distaste now, as Beelzebub's flies made the most of the treat. Oh, yes. He gestured expensively in response to Zir question, crafting a carefully artless smirk on his face. Just think of all the gorging, the greed, the jealousy when someone else gets something better making all your own candies seem tasteless in comparison. Think of all the resentment. Your costume won't be as good as everyone else's. Your hall of chocolates is smaller. Your... Yes, yes. Beelzebub waved zir hand. It all seems very petty. And we approve of that, don't we? Crowley agreed winsomely. Afterwards, back in the human world, he found Xerophil trying to convince a small distressed mortal that it was okay. He didn't have to bob for apples at a community Halloween party. It was very sensible not to want to dunk one's face into water that could contain who knows how many people's saliva. It is pretty disgusting, Coley agreed brightly, with the tone of one who knows exactly how many germs a kid would pick up if they tried it wow great tea said Kit, parked up so Crawley bared them at him just to make him yelp and dash off squealing in fear obviously that was very um not at all nice of you to distract the poor thing his lips twitching Azirophia straightened up, brushing down the absolutely terrible costume he was wearing. Crowley grinned at the sight of it. His decision to tempt people to do more than throw on a sheet passed off as a shroud had been inspired. Finished your meeting with your lot then, Angel? He aimed a knot up at the sky. Clearly aziraphale rolled his eyes a bit at him a display of not at all angelic behaviour crowley was always pleased to see he also smirked which was even less angelic and leaned in closer to crowley as if not to be overheard by the cluster of nearby young people giggling over the old tradition of pairing apples in the hope of divining the names of future spouses I convinced the Archangel Michael that, rather than encouraging people to renew efforts to ban Halloween, it was a lovely idea for youngsters to enjoy themselves letting loose in a much more controlled manner than previous decades, and to refrain from mischief-making in order to eat good food and play games with their neighbors. Crowley bit into one of the apples. Kind of similar to what we've been doing in a way, don't you think? I've no idea what you're talking about. Aziraphale gave him an arched look. Although that bit of tempting went quite nicely, if I do say so myself. Ah, yes. Good to hear. Hel had wanted a local priest lured into giving up his profession. Having sampled the man's cooking... Thanks to a certain angel snettling Crowley a portion he somehow just so happened to be able to safely eat, Crowley was of the same opinion as a seraphir, that the man would do much better as a chef. He elbowed a seraphir. I nipped that bit of troublemaking you wanted sorting out in a butt on a way back, by the way. All the do-gooders, freshly blessed and full of praise and all that. Even picked up a souvenir. "'Hm?' Aziraphale's eyebrows shot up as Crowley produced a small package from a pocket, carefully wrapped, just in case. He passed it to the angel without looking. "'Here.' "'But this is—' Aziraphale's brow wrinkled even further as he rummaged through the cloth to unearth the round little soul-cake within, stuffed with dried raisins and currants and smelling richly of spices. Crowley, I haven't seen one of these in years, and in England, wasn't it? Not here. Shrugging, Crowley stalwartly pretended not to notice all the unspoken wonder and gratitude Aziraphale was aiming at him. It had only been a bit of a detour. Remembered you liked them, that's all, he said and regretted it an instant later. I love them! Thankfully, Azirathir was busy inspecting the little cake. Oh, look! And whoever made this one didn't quite manage to get the cross on top right, did they? He squinted at it, smiling. Actually, the marks rather remind me of two pairs of wings, one lighter and one dark. Funnily enough, Crowley might also have had this thought. "'Yeah?' was all he said, blandly, although he accepted a portion of the cake when Aziraphale broke it in half. "'For you!' Aziraphale's fingers lingered for a moment against Crowley's palm. "'Thank you, my dear.' "'It's nothing.' Shifting to avoid a group of excited children in Halloween outfits nearly as awful as the angels, Crowley took a step closer to a 0 field. near enough their elbows brushed. He bit into his cake to avoid making eye contact. He'd never liked the taste as much as a 0 fear, but the idea of eating something technically forbidden to his kind appealed nonetheless it's everything aziraphale corrected gently quite enough crowley could make out he didn't hear and stepped closer himself until their arms were pressed together from shoulder to shoulder as they continued to watch over the crowd the end